You're listening to Dead Air Podcast, part of SplatterPictures.net. Hi there, this is Typical Lydia without Wes Dead Air Nipe. He is tucking himself in, slipping a butcher knife underneath his little Freddy Krueger pillow and kissing his picture of Wes Craven to sleep. <laughs> Whenever we record, we normally go on at the beginning to kind of get the let out and prepare ourselves to record, and that is usually where we end up saying the most libelous shit to and about one another. So we inevitably cut it out entirely and unfortunately sometimes there's some really good thoughts lost in that process and last night when we were recording and I had been awake for oh 21 hours or so we had touched on something that should have actually been slipped in to the episode I think and it's just the idea that a lot of this art that we're consuming is created due to a personal endeavor of a creator we cut the thought out and I wish it would have stayed in and we didn't really touch on it. It's usually that there's a vision of something creators are making for themselves and they're not making it for us. And our opinion at the end doesn't really matter. It's something we touched on and it's something that's popped up in the last few weeks. A lot of the time artists that I talk to, they're creating a thing that they want to see or that they want to hear. And it's not just for others. Some of my favorite stuff is wholly personal endeavor. And we as an audience are just lucky to be privy to it. Take Patron Saint of Plagues, for example. They have Scary Tales 3 that's going to be coming out eventually. I can see that they're working on it when I look at their Instagram and they're definitely recording. So that's really exciting. In my opinion, an amazing band. And it's a band that not everyone gets. They make music that they want to hear. So if you get it, like they get it, they get what they're making. If you also get it, then welcome aboard and strap in. I think the original Room Morgue Radio was like that as well. Luckily, they filled a gap and a need in many a horror fan's world. Tomb TV is great, for sure. Hell, I have a friendly and unofficial associate producer credit on episode 13 where he fights Jason. And that kernel of an idea was the extent of my contribution. The rest, and the rest of the show entirely, is all tomb. It's all tomb. It's tomb for tomb. And if you get it, then welcome aboard and strap in next to the squirrel. And let me say that I do miss Rumorg Radio, the original Rumorg Radio, and would like this considered yet another fan appeal to bring it back. Bind Torture Cast is another, and yes, my most favorite podcast in the entire universe, where Chris is creating a show he wants to hear. And that is why it is, for those who get it, irreplaceable. There's nothing out there quite like it. My Dead Cells is entirely created because there was nothing out there like it either. There's another SplatterPictures.net project on the slab that comes from the same place. We as fan commentary and critique often ride the art we adore really hard and we put it away wet. Well, at least the podcasts I like. We recognize these things are wholly personal endeavors. We recognize these films are coming from one person's need to have it out in the world. They decided that they don't even care if anyone else out there gets it. So we had cut that idea out. Not accidentally, but somewhat negligently, now that I think about it. When it comes to this film, 
that we're about to cover and every film that we cover without it and the person who needed to make it for themselves, who decided they didn't even care if anyone else out there got it, without that, all we'd have is dead air. So I would just like to say thank you for not caring. What's up, everybody? Wes Deadair Nipe here with Always. Typical Lydia. Today we're going to be talking about the 1980s Italian film. 80s. It's 80. 1980 proper. Proper. Period. Film Nightmare City. Before we get into that, it's actually nice to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. People don't know this, but we'll part the curtain a little bit. I haven't actually sat down and recorded with you in a few weeks. I know. Um... We usually have a few episodes in the bag, but been busy lately, con season's up, weekends are getting more difficult, so we managed to sit down and do it today, at the very least. I'm just fascinated by the bookshelf, sorry. Oh, that's another thing. The Dead Air podcast happens, if you must know, at Lydia's place, but today, because I'm a shithead and I would not get the fuck out of bed, Lydia carried her 87 pound laptop all the way to my place and here we are um and yeah now she's surrounded by just things pretty colors pretty colors yeah so much color it's insane (laughs) it's kind of freaking me out it's too much we have a question that came to us via Twitter. Uh, it's an interesting question. I don't know if we've ever talked about it. We don't have to spend too much time on it because I, I have a feeling it'll be a short answer. Yeah, if it's an interesting question, we're interesting people, so. <laughs> the jury's out on that one. They lucked out. <laughs> Do you, um, the, the question was, was there a scene in a horror film that particularly disturbed you? that haunted you, that stuck with you? Either a movie itself or just a scene. Where, where, and, and not like, oh, that was awesome, but actually disturbed you. I have an answer to that that I'll tell you later about a porn, but... Oh, my God. Not one that's immediately sticking out. When I was really, really little, there was... Um, when the ghost and the entity is attacking the mom and she throws her son... Like, it throws her son backward. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene bothered me, but as a little kid, but it didn't stick with me the way that they're probably going for. They're probably going for like skinlessness and martyrs or something like that. I mean, yeah, which yeah. didn't strike me the way that the the way that they're looking for us to describe something that struck us. Yeah, um, hmm. that's a tough one. Do you have anything? It is a tough question for me. Um, Typically, when I'm thinking about horror films that stick with me, I often go back to my youth because that's when, obviously, your imagination is very lively. And even though you can understand that what you're looking at is a movie, there's still that kid-like quality of your mind where you just kind of... It takes you to some weird places. When I was very young... Uh, very young. When I yeah no, when I was very young, uh, a movie that scared me a lot was Candyman, and the reason why it scared me is because I had this weird fear of mirrors when I was a kid. Um, I didn't like looking at reflections in the dark. It's really specific and weird. Oh, we should play Bloody Mary someday. It was things like that. Yeah. That Bloody Mary. Um, uh, was very scary to me. So the idea that you could conjure this 
entity by saying his basically Bloody Mary. Yeah. Except you say Candyman. That was really scary to me. I didn't like the bees. Like that freaked me out when like the bees were coming out of his mouth. Um, I didn't like that at all. Uh, and so t- stuff like that really frightened me. In fact, I don't know if I've told the story before. Did I ever tell you about the Candyman story? Have I ever talked to this? No, no. Well, you know what? I don't think it's been on mic, so I'll tell it anyways. Um, When I was a kid, there was a a jumbo video not far from me. It had a pretty cool horror section. Um, And when one of the Candymans came out, I don't think it was the first one because I might have been too small, but um, maybe it was the first. I don't remember. But there was a big standee. You did tell me this because there's that um, there was the honeycomb m- sculpture by my house, and we got talking about it walking by that. So oh, yeah, this. Big yeah, stand-up. so there's this big standee with uh, Candyman, and there was like it, it wasn't even a mirror; it was like a shitty piece of cardboard that was kind of reflected, like reflecty, like you could kind of see like a. Oh, like a yeah. Barbie mirror, almost. Yeah. It's like just really shitty, and 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 it's something like the tagline was like, "Do you dare to say his name five times?" or something like that. So, uh, and so of course I did. I was a little kid, and I say it, and I said his name five times, and I got so scared that I ran to my mother in the video. We're in the. It's like probably, that's so adorable. It was like a Saturday afternoon. It's like sunny, it's a bright store, there's lots yeah. of people around, and I was terrified of the idea that you could say somebody's name five times in a mirror and they would come to life, or they would, like, kill you. And so I ran to my mother, and I didn't I didn't tell her, I was like, oh, Candyman scared me, because I never wanted to let on, you know, I was like, I clearly had, like, I was old enough to have the presence of mind to know that it would probably be stupid to admit that this scared you. So <laughs> I, I really didn't let on at all that I was scared, but I was I definitely ran away from this cardboard standee. Mm-hmm. This fucking promotional art in a fucking video store. That you deliberately walked up to with no fear and made yourself scared over. Yeah, but that's that's like the the nature of chaos, right? So you're just like, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I can't think of anything that really stuck with me. Like, for a little bit after seeing the thing, the dogs kind of stuck with me. But not, like, not in that, you know, molasses way or peanut butter at the roof of the mouth kind of Where way. Where you can't get that image yeah, out of your mind? not at all. Even scanners, exploding head. I was just stoked on that. I didn't, like, things that should stick in your head don't. Uh, I was kind of freaked out by Christine, you know, walking home at 3 in the morning at 12 years old. Yeah. For some reason, I was out at 3 in the morning at 12 years old. Um, it was the olden days. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. We didn't have seatbelts. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of freaked me out a little bit, but not in that stick-in-your-head kind of way. Yeah. I mean, other scenes from films that... I mean, uh, when I was an older... Uh, when I was a teenager, uh, Blair Witch scared me. And I know I've told this to you before and you made fun of me, but like... <laughs> it, 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 but I can't help it! I know, but um, when I saw that movie, like, I don't know, like, The Woods frightens me. And I know lots of people don't like that movie, but I like it. And it scared me. And you know what? I saw it again in my 20s and it fucking scared me again. <laughs> so, um... Uh, Let's play Bloody Mary in the woods fucking die i love it i would fucking die yeah um i uh i had a dresser um i had a dresser 
that had a big mirror on it as a kid, and I made my parents take it apart and get rid of it. That's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you, why didn't you just, like, it's a little bit of exposure therapy, Wes. Nope. Hang out with the mirror. Nope. I'm not hanging out with anything. Nah. You can put makeup on the dark in the mirror? <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> See? Exposure therapy would be helpful. Just listening to Goodbye Horses. I realized today that half my cell phone is full of songs that sound like Goodbye Horses. I've watched a really beautiful um, burlesque act to Goodbye Horses or at Halloween, and it really, really renewed my love of that song. Yeah, it's a good song. I like it. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so there you go. There's the answer to your question. I'm a chicken shit, and I get scared very easily. And uh, Lydia is likes to lie and says that she doesn't, and she can't think of anything. <laughs> I just can't. I know. It's fine. I can't. Have I ever told you of anything that I'm forgetting, maybe? You have a way bigger brain than I do. Uh, that's incorrect. Um, uh, no, I can't remember you ever telling me about a scene that stuck with you for the wrong reasons. I know that there are certain films that you've watched where you're like, that's fucking awesome. Which is why I had that caveat where I was like, not a scene that you were just like, sticks with you because you're like, that was awesome. And I honestly can't really think of one. Um, yeah. Like, you just call me a liar. So no, I'm maybe d- there is one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm joking. I'm yeah. joking. I, I am just not afraid to make myself look stupid to the horror community. No, not look stupid. You're not afraid to be afraid. Where I'm not afraid to be afraid, I just haven't been. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, um, to, to me, I always find it interesting because that's uh, with horror, because um, there are people that watch horror that don't, it just... Dude, there's people that watch war movies and can't mm. handle somebody getting shot, let alone watching a scary movie, and yeah. no, they just can't. Um, and it's and it's funny because, but on the other side of that is that there's people that it doesn't phase them whatsoever. They'll watch something and they'll be like, oh, that's not scary. Or... Um, and I don't mind people who just aren't scared by it that can get into the story. What kind of gets me with certain people, um, and I'm not thinking of anyone specifically, but I have encountered them through my life, but um, you're just where you're watching a movie and you are deconstructing it to the point where, okay, you've you've come into this wanting to break down everything about this movie to almost a scientific level that all flattens out. Yeah. And and you're not even like okay, so if you're watching a movie and and it's a horror film and it has and you're just like, well, that could never happen or this would never happen. All right. Okay. Yeah. If, if that's what how you're going into this, like can you can you appreciate a story? Can you appreciate the, the what the people making this film are trying to tell you or what they're trying to say? I'm getting really passionate about this because I guess we're going to go into a movie that's not really saying a hell of a lot of anything. First, I do want to relay somebody getting something stuck in their head so bad. I know I did it to somebody who doesn't watch horror films. When, with Ottawa Horror, we were promoting um, the Mayfair premiere of Human Centipede. Oh, okay. And me and some friends were talking about it at school. Or I was talking about it, trying to get people to go. And my photography teacher was like, oh, Human Centipede, yeah, I heard about it. What's it about? And I told him a little bit about it, and he's like, oh, I don't like that kind of stuff. And then, foolish man, he went home and watched the trailer, and it freaked him out really bad. And he came to class the next day, and he was just like, oh, I don't know, man, I don't know how you control it, how can you watch that stuff, and I never read your books for the same reason, and blah, blah, blah. He's not into it. 
I think two weeks later, in the middle of a lecture, he kept looking at me and he kept getting distracted. And he was just like, finally he stopped the lecture and he's just like, you, I cannot get that trailer out of my head for the last two weeks. And I'm like, you just watched the trailer. Oh my. <laughs> Please never watch the film. Please. It really bothered him that much that he had to stop a lecture because he just is couldn't. Crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine like a two and a half minute trailer. I mean, that trailer doesn't even. It was the the the, the struggle. The people struggling. Where and, and where he's like, yeah. Like when, <laughs> that's, that's when I think of the trailer. I think of I think of when they sort of like all in unison make one step forward, and he's just like, yeah. It's like he's just so. I was like, wow, that dude's super into centipede man. Of <laughs> course. Well, I guess he was like, this is my life's ambition. I'm like, get a hobby. That's not this. It's like Beloved 2.0. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, th- sorry, you reminded me of a story where I um, asked this girl out on a date. And she agreed, much to my surprise. And I said, it's a movie. Movie's harmless, right? So we went to go see... The Others. Remember that movie? Yeah, with like, I do. I enjoyed The Others. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, but it, it was funny because even at the time, she's like, "Is that like, is that like a, is that like a horror movie or a scary movie or something like that?" And I was thinking about it, and and I said, "Well, there's ghosts in it, but I did this trailer didn't really strike me as a, it was like a scary movie. I think it's just a ghost story. Yeah, it's like a little creepy tale. And, yeah, and to, and to me, like I've completely disassociated. Oh, it's just a little ghost story. That's not a horror movie, is it? Because I was also fairly... Well, I was like a teenager, older teen at the time, like 18, 19 or something like that, or whenever that movie came out. Yeah. And um, and, and then she's like, well, okay, yeah, I'll go, but I just, you know, I'm not all that great with horror movies. It's like, ah, oh, don't worry. It's like, ah, don't worry, baby. I'll be there <laughs> to protect you. Like, like not, not understanding what she meant at all. And, and holy fuck you know what and this is not her fault this is my fault for not being sensitive to the fact that when someone is telling you that they're not great with horror films and then i bring them to a theater because at the time like i can't her reaction to this movie was fucking unreal yeah but no 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 i can't believe that that is your fault because that's like somebody's telling you they're afraid of clowns and you're like all right so you go out about your day and you encounter a balloon and they lose their shit well it's and, and it's not even like i was in i was engrossed because it's a fucking movie theater and the screen is huge and so like i'm looking forward and and then at the corner of my eye i i catch like like she's like 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 rocking or something like that, and she's literally. And I'm not making this up. I am not exaggerating. No, I don't believe this. you're making it up. Come on. She has her fucking hands in her face. She's not making any noise. She's not screaming like a lunatic, but she is just writhing. Like I don't even know what. Yeah, the, she's like on an intuition going catatonic here. Yeah, yeah. it just and and. And and on it, and it was the whole movie, like you know, she would calm down, and then there would be some creepy stuff, and then it would ramp up again, and Aww. then, and then, and 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 you know, why didn't what? she man up and ask to leave? I guess, I guess, I don't know, maybe. Well, you're so, a pretty cool guy, so. <laughs> you're very kind. Um, yeah, so 
uh, we got out of the film and I said, hey man, uh, I'm really sorry. Like, I did not think, like, I didn't think it was going to be that scary for you. I didn't think that when you said, oh, I'm not good with horror films, like, that did not register in my brain. What and you, you felt like slashers and lots of blood and scary stalking. And, yeah, and, yeah, and even when you said, like, oh, like, I, I, I kind of thought, like, oh, yeah, you'll sit there and watch the movie, but you'll get scared. And I thought that's what you meant. No, I went to a scary movie with someone that didn't like scary movies, and it was it was cute to see a guy jump and squeal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but even, like, jumping to me, like, you'll get me in a jump. If, if I'm in a theater and there's a oh, movie. Oh, for sure. Like, you'll get me every fucking time. Now, but I tell people, it's like, oh, you got scared. I'm like, you startled me. That's the difference. No, it's totally. I still jump at Company of Wolves. Yeah. When the wolf pops up, I yeah. always, always, always jump. Woman in Black. That movie yeah. was literally like slamming hands down on piano keys, like for nothing. <laughs> it was just like it was just like quiet, 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 loud noises. I think I went into that expecting it, so I was steeled. Like, but like, and and so like the scene that always reminded me of like when it scared me was like where he's like walking through the fog and then he turns around and it's the driver. It's just like some one, some dude. He's like, oh hey, and but I was just like, like this is <laughs> this is not a jump scare. This is literally like a scene that didn't have to have like that kind of tension to it. And then to to emphasize it, someone was just like, bam on a like. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're <laughs> so like so like. I was like, no, the movie didn't scare me. It startled me. But uh, a lot of startles, a lot of starts. The jumpy, jumpy movies, as my dad used to call them. Um, yeah, so there you go. There's your answer. There's a very long answer. Yeah. That I is- wish there were some jump scares in the film we watched tonight. That would have been extra fun. <laughs> but there wasn't. So uh, today, yeah, I guess we'll get into it. Uh, we're talking about the film Nightmare City. Um, right from Italy. 1980. Uh, the premise behind the film is that a plane lands in an airport and it's got a bunch of radioactive angry dudes in it. It's kind of like if you took like the crazies and made them radioactive, I guess. Pretty much, yeah. You could you could look at the trailer for this film or and you could sort of start getting into it. You could mistake it for a zombie film. Oh, completely. And I can't not mistake it. And I probably will throughout the course of this podcast refer to it as zombie film and these as zombies. Well, it's weird because even though they seem to put this real science fiction rationale towards it and really try to bring science into what is going on with these creatures, it still doesn't change the fact that they're essentially immortal, with exception if you destroy their brains. They're they want blood. They have a bloodlust. They, they have a bloodlust, so it's not flesh that they're after. They want blood. And the so, way that they go after it isn't. There's a few instances where it, it, it borders on vampiric, but yeah. they're not for the most part. They just want to kill people. Yeah. Um. So it, it strikes you as more zombie-like behavior than vampire yeah. for sure. Everyone seems to be using. Everyone's got a lot of weapons, hatchets, knives, clubs. It's the weapons that take me out of the zombie thinking, but. Well, in um, in uh, Night of the Living Dead, they they did uh, some of the the zombies, and that did use weapons. So it was kind of I was wondering if if maybe they weren't influenced by that. But again, like the, even the, the the director was saying, whose name is escaping me, uh, said, "Oh no, this is a not a zombie film. This is a radiation infection movie." Like, All right, mm-hmm. You're, it's your movie, dude. So well, I guess, but I mean, you can't help but make parallels to it. 
Wow. And the rot, because they don't look like they're suffering from radiation sickness. It doesn't look like burns, like, doesn't look like burns per se. Well, it kind of does, maybe. A little bit on some people, like the guy with the singed hair, but it's not effectively done singed hair, so it just looks like he has a strange fashion choice. Yeah. And a lot of, like, the um, protruding eyeball and pussing eyeballs and stuff like that look more like grave rot than radiation sickness. And yeah. maybe at the time, in the 80s, we didn't have the luxury of being as in tune with what radiation sickness could look like as we are now. And it's also being used in popular television programs and stuff like that. So we've gotten a, a dose of all kinds of different looks for radiation sickness, where in the 80s, maybe we didn't. Maybe we were just guessing. I try not to harp too much on special effects, but... well. It kind of depends, but on the makeup jobs for a lot of these zombies, it's so inconsistent that I'm. It's hard for me not to find it really distracting. And honestly, it. I mean, it doesn't help that we were watching it on like a big TV, and it was very glaringly obvious that a lot of it was just really bad. Oh, well, we should watch it on a little tiny black and white TV, like they would in the eighties. Yeah, well, they had color TVs in the eighties. I think I, I read about that somewhere. Yeah, little tiny grainy ones. Yeah, sure. <laughs> With like like convex glass. <laughs> oh, that's how we're supposed to be watching this. Little rabbit ears on the top of it. Yeah. And yeah well, okay, you got me. I guess. I guess I'm trying, trying to make excuses. So, I guess our way into the movie is our intrepid reporter. Yes. With his brown trench coat and popped collar. He just watches this ensuing mayhem, which seemingly comes out of nowhere. They The plane lands. No one knows where it's coming from. Uh, there's no radio communication except for a pilot saying that they needed to land. Then you get these crazy people billowing out with axes and stuff. And this is the part... Right away, one of the problems that I'm seeing when I'm watching this film, is that you had armed military personnel with fully automatic weapons, point all pointed, ready, because they don't know what the fuck's going on. So yeah. they're all pointed and ready at these uh, guys. And, and when the door opens, and these guys just come out with axes and clubs and knives, like, the, the, the military person, everyone just stands there, mouth agape, just... Yeah, they got their best derp faces on. Super derp. It's not until they're already getting killed that they start shooting. And and we find out pretty quickly that, oh, well, the the bullets don't really seem to be doing anything. Again, likening it to zombies. Like, you, you, you light them up with a machine gun and they're just like, that didn't hurt. <laughs> I'm adding dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, because, yeah, the zombies don't have much to say, but neither did the military personnel. That, that was the thing. And it, it, it really... It struck me as, if this is how it was supposed to be, if this is how this was supposed to be filmed and shot, it strikes me as pure incompetence. But even, and and that's best case scenario, that you're just portraying an incompetent, unprepared military. But worst case scenario is you couldn't get what you wanted out of a scene. Like you shot this scene thinking it was going to be something. 
and instead you just had very slow reaction to the point where like you could see in the actors playing the roles where they had to start their choreography so i'm running up to this guy i'm stopping we're ready we're thinking and now i do my arm motion and this guy moves this way you can see and it really reminded me of um uh you know i used to be very heavily into martial arts and stuff like that and when people would do self-defense routines and stuff like that, there was like this, the, uh, how you were trained over and over and over again to start your actions. You would, there was always like a, a, just before you were about to start, you could see all the synapses firing yeah. and lining up and now we're getting ready to do this thing. This movie is fucking littered with that. It's full of that and they even insert extra dirt face at the beginning yeah. so that we get a little bit of hilarity before they even start. Yeah, so it's like these weird cuts but but if you see the long shots in particular of yeah. characters in the background, they're just they're like waiting. they they, yeah. they run, they run right up to each other really fast, stop yeah, and then they start moving, and I'm just like, oh my god, like there's no, and 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 this really hurts the sense of urgency in this film. One of the things that I like about zombie films or stuff like The Crazies or Twenty Eight Days Later mm-hmm. um, is is the panic. That's what I want to see. That's what I really want to see. Oh yeah, I really want to see how these initial attacks. Like, how would people react to all of a sudden something incredibly violent? Because in the modern world, we don't really... um, uh, Most of us, with the exception of people that live uh, in other parts of the world, but as Canadian citizens, generally speaking, like, we live fairly coddled existences, and, and, and and random acts of violence are few and far between. And so... I know, I had a skunk in my backyard the other day. Harrowing. I know, right? Panic? I want to panic. Um, so, and I mean, I, and excluding, you know, obviously, well, people get robbed and fights and stuff like that. Yeah, but let's talk about, like, pe- we also don't have to worry about, like, our villages getting raided anymore. We don't have to worry about, like, mass panic like this, where, like, people are in the streets, like, fucking, like, with weapons and stuff like that. Excluding riots and stuff like that. So, so like, that's what I want to see. I want to see the military fail. I want to see the deconstruction of, like, civilization. I want to see us kind of, like... You want to see people scrambling, questioning, yeah, doubting, yeah, and, accusing, and, and wondering yeah. what the fuck's going on. That's what I want to see. That's the interesting aspect of this, like zombies and, and radioactive monsters and all that stuff. That is the that is the the window dressing to which we are seeing um, the worst and the best aspects of humanity get explored. Yeah. So, if you are really just having none of that stuff and just random attack after random attack crappily choreographed attack after crappily choreographed attack and (laughs) on the random and the crap yeah like just fucking one goddamn scene after another that makes no fucking sense where are these guys coming from and then even our main protagonist the the guy that is our fucking window into this movie he is just watching this happening yeah he's not doing his job as a reporter for one he's not doing his job as a human being to panicking like he's not doing anything at all really and whenever the shit really hits the fan he just leaves the room basically yeah he doesn't help anybody really he's not interested in helping people he sort of scrambles at that elevator door but that's really the extent of it he (laughs) we'll get to that (laughs) um so he 
runs back to his news station and he wants to tell tell the city, tell yeah, the world, inform the world, inform, yeah, like, and, and, and so people. we get um, a scene where the military wants to keep this under wraps, and and nobody really wanting to admit that this is going on. It's all just cover up, cover up, and he actually gives uh what i think is like his best lines in the film mm-hmm. which is a shame that it comes like in the first 15 minutes of the movie and then that's pretty much it um about you know the what a journalist's or uh, job is to the public and and we need to inform the people and the government can't tell us not to do something and yada it's the yada. only sense of urgency even yeah. up to that point when people were getting killed. Yeah. And, and his reaction initially wasn't very, you know, shocked or anything. But yeah, when he went to the newsroom, he figured something had to be done about this. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, well, by the way, like that whole sense of urgency is completely derailed by the five fucking minutes of disco dancing we're treated to. In, treated to now. Treated we're treated to, to we're it treated now. to it. You just... Uh, watching that scene... And you want to know something that's actually interesting? Um, that disco scene, I made the comment. It's like this is out of a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. And then an hour later, there's another scene where I said, this is like out of a completely different movie. Um, I think half of the creatures were out of completely different movies too because there's no consistency there. But It's such a yeah. random patchwork of ideas Yeah. where... But I really do think that the disco dancing scene is just the strip bar scene of our contemporary horror films. Yeah. A lot of them have really no place in the film. Or it's, like you said, a backdrop for a conversation. There's something pivotal to the plot going on. It just happens to be going on a strip bar, which I half the time agree with, half the time totally disagree with. It's really just a vehicle for a strip bar. Yeah. That was just a vehicle for a 20-minute workout or a disco party or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Shiny outfits on skinny chicks. Yeah, and that the, one guy. Yeah, this movie, um, this movie, uh, very much a product of its time. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of nudity in it. I was five years old when you this were... movie came out. <laughs> five. I wasn't alive. So, um, when, <laughs> so you have these uh, beautiful women, uh, handsome men dancing around in in disco outfits, and they look all great. My favorite part is when the cameraman's like, hit it, man. And he's like, I'm like hit what? Hit what? They're, so... They're just dancing around. They're basically doing jazzercise yeah. in, in a 10 by 10 area. What are you going to hit? Well, I figure like he's just super fucking hyped for his disco <laughs> dance scene. And, and, and he's just like, fucking punch it. That is insulting to cameramen everywhere. Maybe, but. Um... <laughs> it is. It just is. <sighs> yeah. But even like the way he delivered the, the line, hit it. He's like, hit it. <laughs> yeah, he had the same sense of urgency as the people that were getting attacked by things that were killing everyone around them. Everyone just is so dumb. I'm, I'm thinking a lot of this probably has to do with the fact that, you know, it, we were listening to a dubbed version, so it was not great. I don't know what other versions exist. I haven't done the research or really cared to, but yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, that's that's like ADR more than anything, but yeah. it's not helping, and it also doesn't help that like even if they were even if the dialogue was poorly redone, yeah. um, it doesn't. A lot of the times, they could just 
a tighter cut of this movie would have really helped. And I don't mean like omitting entire scenes. I mean if that if they in the editing room cut a second or two off the start of any scene. Oh, like specifically of, the fight scenes where you're going to take well, out those fight, awkward pauses when people are visibly waiting for their cues. Yeah, waiting yeah. for anything. Like, yeah. And I mean like even dialogue cues where people uh, – or, or like something horrible. Like for example, so this disco scene gets interrupted after that uh, conversation uh, about uh, the media's responsibility to the people and stuff like that. We go back to the disco scene because we got to get more dancing in. Oh, hell yeah. And then, oh no – we're interrupted because here come the radiation guys. Oh no! Wait. Before the radiation guys show up, there's the one radiation guy, and the man that discovers the bleeding creature type person. It's about a thirty whole second derp face. We're treated uh, uh, to the best derp face in this film. Just he he sees a body. He stares at it and stares at it. Like, like, what am I seeing? Oh my gosh, that's somebody that's probably going to attack me. I'm probably in grave danger, and so is everyone around me. I'll just stand here and look at it a little longer. He just looks genuinely confused to be on Earth, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and, not confused about what he's doing. Yeah, confused to be on Earth. That's perfect. And and then and then the radiation guy shows up, and then you see, well, there's that. But then and then he looks at the radiation guy, and the radiation guy looks at him. And they just get closer and closer, and then he just slowly stabs him in the neck. It's like a scene from Dune. It's like the slow blade. Oh my god, it's fucking ridiculous. It is. And 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 the movie is littered with moments like that where characters are just staring at each and other, waiting to die, confused. Yeah. Like they don't even know what the fuck is going on. And so and and so not only does it do you get no sense of. Uh, you get no sense of panic, no urgency. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no, like, uh, there's nothing. Like these scenes lie flat because there's no fear. No, they like didn't... you said, if you could cut just a tiny bit out, you wouldn't be going from like, oh hey, it's a guy. Oh my god, that guy's gonna get. Well, he's eventually gonna. Well, okay, he's just kind of standing there now. Oh, he did get dead. Okay, well that was weird. And 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 I don't want anyone to think that like, oh, you guys are just making fun of like slow zombies. They're first of all, they're not zombies. Second of all, they're not slow. They're running around and shit. Yeah. So, but it, it's the fucking scenes themselves. Like it's it's almost hard to really explain. You'd have to see it. Yeah, but I don't, you do. But I'm not really telling anyone to watch it. But no, I'm just... it's not unenjoyable. I, I I say it's fine to watch. Like it's yeah. not unenjoyable to watch. But you'll see for yourself. Yeah, it's just really hard to to explain what it is. Um. But anyways, so this disco scene gets interrupted by after this very long derp scene. Uh, they they show up and then we, we've already seen some titties in this movie. Seen some boobies. Oh, some nice ones. Yes, yeah, some definitely. nice ones. But. This is about when the when the attacks really start going on. This is where it becomes comically gratuitous because, like, this, these radiation dudes—they're really like. There's one girl that's just like, I, my top is just open now. <laughs> like, just running, yeah. Running. She, it wasn't open a second ago, but now it is for no reason in particular. Yeah, there's there's entire death scenes where like women are killed, and then you turn back to them. And their their shirts are off, and they wear no bras. They wear no Nobody bras. Wears no bras. They, That's it, not it, abnormal, though. That's totally believable. But yeah, it yeah. was like late seventies going into the eighties. So like you know whatever. Eighties yeah, Europe. Eighties Europe. Optional, so so like, you know like this nurse literally <laughs> the, the nurse scene is ridiculous. We're like 
where they're in the hospital, where everyone's getting attacked, and then he, this guy pushes this woman against the wall, grabs her shirt, rips it open. Yeah. Her, her breasts are just completely exposed, and then he stabs her in the breast. That is my favorite, and it's not the only time. You'd almost think that would be the only time that no. somebody basically gets their shirt ripped open and their tit stabbed. Yeah. Well, knives have a hard time going through fabric. Yeah, they must have been really tough shirts. <laughs> really tough shirts. They're like, you don't know about this. In Italy, uh, around this time, everyone wore Kevlar. Yeah, <laughs> Kevlar shirts. So the zombies knew. And that's another complaint of mine that they're so, so sentient. If they were zombies, which they're not, so now I'm in a complete, like, arty lane. It's fine. Well, you know what? Tomato, tomato, yeah. man. Like, it... But they're, they're way too sentient to be crazed. Or yeah. radiation sick or whatever they are. They're, they're too they muted. They plan too much. Yeah, they're too muted to be fucking crazy. Like, they're not even like... Like, when you watch, like, the crazies, those people were fucking nuts. Yeah. And yeah. they were, like, super high strung. And, like, once you got them going, they were just like... Like, yeah. they insane. Um, the rage zombies of 28 Days Later, those guys are bonkers. Yeah. These guys... They're so quiet and they're just, they spend so much time just like stalking and looking and just like. Yeah, they're not really lumbering either. They're not quiet and stalking-ish because they're lumbering dead brain zombies. They're planning these things. They come up and they sneak up on you and they wait in your house and stuff like that. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah, they have sneak attacks. They have a, fuck, there's one scene where like, they're all like hanging out by a car and one woman's just like drinking a bottle of blood (laughs) like it's hooch or something like that. on the ground, chilling Mm. out. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's such a fucking bizarre, such a fucking bizarre endeavor. Yeah, I like that not only did they stab people in the tits, they actually almost cut one entirely off. That was a whole scene. About the grossest actual attack, I think. Yeah, I I would agree. A lot of the, a lot of the, the the early special effects, uh, early as in early in the film, are a lot of just sort of, uh, retract, you're seeing a lot of retractable knives, a lot of like, like, I'm going to run up to you really fast and then slowly cut across your neck because it's like the, the old gag of like the trail of blood that is left behind the thing. Um, a lot of, you don't see a lot of what's going on. Uh, I mean, it's graphic, but also not at the same time. It's not until much later in the film that you get to more grotesque things. And honestly, up until like the midway point of the film when like cutting off that breast scene happens, yeah. that's easily the most grotesque thing they do. Yeah. Um, later on, they kind of go for like an eye gouging scene uh, that just looks bad. Like it's not, it's not like, uh, when I was watching it, I was like, I wonder if they were going for like a zombie two type, like slow knife or slow th- implement into the eye scene and whereas that scene is super effective this scene was just like I don't know if it was like childish a, yeah, it, like, yeah. It, it really looked like you know the, he put the poker in the eye and like you could see like the prosthetic just like moving across her face and he's like yeah like he had like this weird <laughs> look on his face oh who didn't have a weird look on their face oh let's be fair oh my god they're so fucking confused <laughs> and even dead people uh, the derp faces and the <laughs> <laughs> terror. I can't stop saying derp face because that's rampant derp face. There's there's actors that when they're pretending to be dead in this movie, I was telling Lydia like there's like if you told a ten year old, okay, pretend you're dead, the face that he would give you a little ten year old boy that would is pretending <laughs> to be dead 
would give you is the faces that they give you in this movie, like the tongue sticking out. A little crook of the neck. Like, uh, I'm so dead. Don't talk to me. I'm dead. <laughs> My favorite was when you were like, if he could just draw X's on his eyes, it would be perfect. No, right. Like, seriously, if like they had little cartoon X's on their eyes, I'd be like, that's pretty much what we're yeah. at here. <laughs> I'm so dead. Oh my God. Yeah. There was a couple, but that one, that one guy in the hospital was perfect. Yeah. Perfectly I... that, yeah. <laughs> there was even the zombies, which, well, zombie type people yeah. or whatever. I can't stop. I can't stop we'll calling them zombies. Oh my God, please do. Um, later on in the film, like almost at the very end, that one really like gross blue and red looking zombie. Yeah. Um, he didn't even have his eyes closed. He was perfectly sentient, but he still looked like that. Oh, I'm so dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. look at me. I'm dead. Don't talk to me. <laughs> oh my God. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me to watch a comedy film, sir. I, good time. I, I didn't really remember that it would be that subpar, I guess. The, here's the thing. There, there, I'm going to talk about the scene that I did like. Um, there's a couple. like, There's a couple of lines that aren't bad. There's a couple of scenes that aren't bad. The scene where um, the general's wife, the very young, beautiful woman. Extremely beautiful. Um, is a sculptor. And she's alone in her house, and man, this is like a, this is a nice house, um, big house. Um, one of her neighbors comes to her scared, and she, and and she is completely aloof, like she doesn't know what's going on. The power is certainly out, but they don't know. Well, she has no idea that something terrible has happened. Uh, her neighbor doesn't know precisely what's going on, but definitely knows something is up, and she's very scared. And so now they're in the house. And for a fleeting five minutes... Yeah, a little longer, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe less than ten minutes, more than five, let's say. Yeah. um, We're treated to a better movie. A much better movie. A very interesting movie with a a really cool plot, actually, when you think about it. When you broke it down, like, imagine this is all that's going on around them. Everything we've had to watch, everything we're about to watch is really what happened in the first five minutes and this is the whole movie it'd be a great film yeah i'd uh, love to watch those two being scared in the house all day yeah like trying to like keep guys out like crazy radiation creatures out trying or like, to figure out what's going on yeah yeah trying to see what sort of resources they have together yeah like maybe yeah like and and so what you're treated to is these two women scared in a house and um you know going down to the basement this is like i i'm where i'm not making fun of it all there is legitimate tension. I believe the performances coming out of these women. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually felt a little when she's kind of slowly going up the stairs. And I was like, oh, like this is what I'm talking about. Like, where's this in the rest of the movie? Yeah. And, and, and I honestly think that if the first five minutes of the movie was like, oh, there's a big attack, what's going on? And then, we, then it, the movie just shrank right down to an isolated point of people trapped in a house, much like Night of the Living Dead or something like that. Yeah. You know, if you don't really have the budget, keep it small, keep it tight, and, and big if you have to. But, and I honestly think that that's, like, I honestly feel like this movie tried to be a little bit bigger than it probably should have been. No, I think this movie just tried to use up their fake blood buckets. <laughs> to be blunt yeah they were like let's just try out all these effects techniques and wrap this this really loose story around it I really think that it was like a, a portfolio in a way 
of really? special effects. I really, really honestly do. Yeah, I mean, because the 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 it's a demo reel. Yeah, the the plot line is loose, but I mean, like it, like honestly, if the scenes were just a little better shot, I think the plot would have sufficed for me. I would have been like, yeah, fine, whatever, radiation, whatever, <laughs> like okay, fine. Um, but like, I can't get past how badly it's shot, and I mean, like, and how amazingly it is when those girls are in that house because yeah. the, the lighting is perfect yeah great the sound is immaculate oh my god their yeah. look and yeah. their lines everything is perfect yeah it's a beautiful film for yeah. five the, this, the score in this film goes in and out like it's like there's entire scenes where there's no music yeah like harrowing action scenes harrowing action scenes <laughs> scenes in which action is happening on the screen uh, that would have been assisted by music. Tension can help you. Like if if you look at your scene and I'm fucking giving film advice. But when you're, when you're like, I don't know what the fuck. It's I'm, adorable. Go it, on. It's adorable, but like, okay, take this with a fucking grain of salt. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but this is just my experiences watching films. Like if your if your scene is not working. You can you looking at it dry with no score, and you're like, well, I don't, I don't know. Like, do you think like this tension's not there or whatever? Try some score. The score might oh, help gosh. it. Oh gosh, when me and my friend Terry, hi Terry, we used to watch <laughs> a lot of scary films when we were way too young to be watching them. And if things got too scary, she'd cover her ears, and she probably still does that if things get too scary, uh, because it, it's the score most of the time that is building that tension especially mm-hmm. when you're leading into the actual scare which isn't going to be that terrible especially if you're not scared by gore yeah. and especially if you're expecting a pop-up scare it's the sound that is totally putting you there so if you cover your ears it's not as bad and we figured this out when we were about seven or eight years old yeah that's probably why i watch so many scary movies because we figured out you know cheats yeah, you unlocked watching scary movies. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. Achievement unlocked. Hundred percent, hundred percent completion. Toxic Avenger, perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, going back to a little bit about um, the intelligence of these radiation creatures, uh, monsters, guys, infected. Just call them zombies. I can't stop. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, they they uh, they really do have like tactics and a brain about them. And go, um, there's a scene, the elevator scene that we kind of alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where there's a bunch of random characters. And this is fucking weird to me. Like, like, did you need to have all of these scenes inside of an elevator that's stuck? Did you need to have the main character, tr- like, bang on the door, like, seeing if he could open it for them because they're all stuck in there and a woman like, I'm hot, I'm going to faint. Do you need all these scenes when literally the door is going to open and, and they're going to get killed? <laughs> But anyway, they're begging for help. One of the infected hears them and then understands how to manually lower an elevator. I didn't know you could do this. But. It's kind of hilarious. In that scene, in that sort of scene in any movie where, you know, you think you're getting rescued, but it's not. You're getting lowered to your doom or whatever by whoever it is that's killing or chasing you. Um, yeah. That can be kind of scary. But in this case, it's kind of comical. Yeah, yeah, it was really fucking weird, and not comical in a way 
like where in Return of the Living Dead, like the dude's like, bring more cops. <laughs> like, like it's not that where that's genuinely fucking funny. Yeah. This is just kind of like, what the fuck is this? Like, like the the way that the guy was just like. I'm infected with radiation. I'm a robot zombie man. The way that he was doing it, fucking going to work. Yeah, going to work. Like, no one thing. was. None of the it's fucking. It's none absurd. of the fucking actors were given. Some of them are acting completely normal. Others are acting like automatons. Like no, their actions, their looks, the the their motivations for all the creatures were all entirely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So again, our intrepid reporter is bumbling through this fucking story it he is not trying to really do anything but get to his wife that we find out is uh, a doctor at the hospital that's these set pieces these sort of attack set pieces the airport the uh television studio the hospital um uh it's basically him i was uh, he was like at work in the field <laughs> i went to the office and now I'm going to the hospital to get my wife. Now they're driving down the road they've escaped um, once they realize that there's really nothing they can do. Uh, the military can't really seem to do anything. Every few minutes or so, we're treated to the general like pointing to flags on a map with a stick being like, or on, on a, in a little model of the city. They're attacking from here, 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 and here. Yeah, because he's a minister of something or another. That's about all we know. <laughs> they seem to throw out some garbledy-goop lines about why only shooting them in the brain works. No one ever fucking does it. Um, an interesting thing about this movie is that like a lot of the infected don't get killed until the very end. I didn't realize this until you pointed it out in my 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 other favorite scene, aside from the girls in the house. Mm-hmm. My other favorite scene where you actually see an on-screen death of a, of a creature. And yeah, I hadn't realized because I thought that the first one. Where the army guys are actually doing their job for once, not yeah. just standing around derp faces. Yeah. They uh, have the dead creature and they're yeah. explaining like yeah. how to kill the brain. Um, I just assumed that that was killed in the airstrip attack. Well, I think that it was, but that scene didn't happen though. Like yeah, we didn't see we it. We didn't see that death. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could assume that one out of all of those fully armed military personnel, one of them managed to kill one of these infected by accident. By accident, he like he dropped his gun and it, and it went <laughs> off on its own. But um, he uh, and, and so, but like not until they get to the church that they encounter the priest. Do you actually see a character handily take out another character? And it's interesting because did he ever get any information about like damaging the brain? No, I think that was just his natural instinct. I mean, I guess if someone was attacking me and I wanted to kill them, I guess I would attack their head because I was like, that's where the brain is. But no, it depends on how you're being attacked and what weapons you have available. And he had a candlestick, and if you ever played Clue, it's a candlestick <laughs> in the library, obviously in the church. Yeah. Um, he uh, he. So he takes out that guy, but man, yeah. It's just he gets his wife. The driving, and this was interesting. This is when it, oh, interesting. This is when they're kind of 
it's almost trying to be, oh, everyone's dead now, so it's like a, a post-apocalyptic world. Because, because, <laughs> Which because, is hilarious if you've seen this. Yeah, because, so like we're driving past like five or six cars that have like a zombie, <laughs> a zombie, a dude that's just like asleep in his car <laughs> with some blood on his head. They go to like snack bar and then there's nobody in there and... And it's funny how like they instantly just get relaxed and and they're just like oh yeah no it's totally yeah they start fun. goofing around playing dress up yeah yeah playing basically. dress up even though they went to an abandoned snack food thing on the side of the road that anyone could come across that's no, probably like ten minutes out of town too yeah and there's a, and there's a bloody axe like in in the building so it's just like yeah we're fine here I'm like all right um, then it, then it, it, and I guess they're just like well now everything's settled down we're gonna try to carry on without you haven't earned that like there hasn't been enough time to like fucking have a scene like that at all and 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 that's how come like i was like when you're doing movies like this you have a choice you can do the attack is just happening and that's usually like the more heavily action uh, zero days yeah those are really good but what people typically do is this is the the big attack has happened what is left is the scraps of humanity, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Like, the military has failed. We are, like, now living out of backpacks and foraging and, you know, walking dead style. Yeah. Um, that is, like, the, basically the choice that you have with movies like this. Or if you're doing, like, the initial attack and you don't really have a budget, put it in a house, put it in a mall, put it in a, like, something... Where you're not gonna, where you can have like a small amount of characters, and you're not showing like cities falling to hordes of these things. But um, this this movie just kind of wants to have it all, I guess. It's weird. It's fucking weird. Now, isn't it called City of the Walking Dead? Isn't that the original or alternate title? City, uh, yeah, the alternate title is uh, City of the Walking Dead, which again is more like, well, this is a zombie movie. Yeah, totally. I think Nightmare City is a little bit more appropriate. Oh, far more appropriate, especially if it's nuclear. I know that um, the only thing when we were watching the film that seemed to be appropriate for the decade, like, because it's 1980, exactly. So we're talking, like, this was probably filmed in the 70s or was still, like, leading to the 70s. So, like, the not really trusting your government being somewhat, the film is somewhat Mm anti-establishment in that, you know, you have someone in the who the part of the free press that wants to get the story out, and the government, the evil government, and the and the corporate yes men that won't let it happen. He doesn't care what the military thinks. He yeah. just wants to inform the people. Yeah, and and but even his boss is like, nope, nope, we have to do what the military says. We won't do anything without your. So there's a little. It's a little hippie. Like it's a little bit of that like fight the power yeah. type mentality. That's the only thing that really seemed really appropriate for the time in which this was filmed. And appropriate for the place. Um. The the the. The big thing in this movie that I want to talk about, and so I'm going to be talking about the end. Spoilers. Do you need that? That's funny. So this movie has an aspect to it that is my least favorite thing in any narrative ever. And in fact, I will use it as the chief reason why I don't like movies. If they incorporate this aspect to it. Can we get a drum roll? <laughs> no. Um, it is a dream. Doesn't everybody hate that in any kind of fiction? You're not alone, sir. You're not alone. I think... I No, and I'm not saying it's unique 
to me that like, oh, what a weird thing. Everyone loves this, Wes. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my god, yeah. This, it kind of gets a pass because of where they go with it. For, for example, um, a movie that I couldn't stand that it was a that it was like a fantasy or a dream was Human Centipede 2. Where the, and, the, and they're like, and the first one was a movie. If they would have not made it, it's a dream. If they would have made it like, hey, you know what? We all survived. We built things back up. And, you know, months later, I'm waking up in bed. Yeah. And then <laughs> Well, he just it. saw his woman drop off that fucking rope. <laughs> with a different woman. Maybe he woke up with a different woman. It's the 1980s, man. It's a whole new era of free love. <sighs> he could have had his wife die. I, I wish I was there. He wakes up in bed. None of this has happened. The city is not lost. There is no... It's a terrible dream. Radiation infected. Although, like, again, it begs the question. It's like, why was he dreaming about people that weren't him like incidental characters it like that had nothing to do with him that he doesn't know which i point out i dream about all kinds of from different points of view like that i've definitely had dreams that are playing out like films about people i don't know and just watched but even like the general's daughter and and, and her husband sure man it's like Brain i had this dream crazy I, had a, I had a dream where a general i never met had a daughter who was married to a guy and she was swimming in a pool and they went on a camping adventure like <laughs> and when he called it quits she was pissed she didn't want to go back yeah. she didn't want her weekend ruined yeah <laughs> and yeah. i woke up in a cold sweat <laughs> oh my god it was so scary i've definitely had dreams like that <laughs> well um but here's the 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 twist because I don't consider this a twist. Like when you're like, it was a dream. That's not a twist. Fuck you. Um, what the twist is, in my opinion, is the fact that like it could be a premonition because he literally gets up the morning he's supposed to go to the airport to do the exact same story he was there to do in the first place. Yeah. Wearing the same thing. Wearing the exact same thing. He goes, yes, that's A lot of the seams, uh, seams, scenes seem very, like, it's almost the same fucking scenes. It's very deja vu. Yeah. Very deja vu. It's very Groundhog Day. It's like, here we are, just doing the exact same thing again. Yeah. And um, you'd made the joke about wanting to, uh, it's like, just, like, loop the movie continuously. Yeah, 10 hours on YouTube, for sure. <laughs> city, 10 hours. Might as well. And just when this mysterious plane lands with no real communication, the military are outside the door, the door opens. I was half expecting when I first saw this film, oh, they're just going to, hello, everybody, we're fine in here. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry about the radiation. We're completely normal. And everyone just has tea and crumpets. I'd like some tea and crumpets, please. No movie here. And he breathes a big sigh of relief, and his wife comes up with flowers and gives him a big hug. We're changing the movie from Nightmare City to Big Fun City. Big Fun <laughs> City of happiness. Um, no, you get a, a scrawling text of... God, what the fuck does it even say? Anyway, just implication that, like, the Nightmare City... Nightmare City. Nightmare City. Here we go again. That's it. And the movie's just done. And then, and then you sit back and you're like, wow, what a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you took the words right into my mouth. I really... It was an enjoyable piece of shit. Yeah. It was hilarious. I like, I like how hilariously bad it is. It's not... Like, when you pay attention to it, it's even worse. That's the fun part. Yeah. Is that the first... Like, as I briefly pre-screened it a couple weeks ago, 
And it was sort of like, okay, yeah, plane, yeah, military, yeah, okay, creatures, whatever, no tits, right on. And just sort of like point form, kind of paying attention to it while I, while I did other things. Um, upon revisiting the film and paying attention to it, it's so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to me because it came out in an era where, you know, you just... They, like, Europe was crapping out. Not just Europe. Everyone was no, just... No, there was all kinds of really amazing horror films coming out right there. Like, yeah, and crapping out, like, a lot of, like, kind of more exploity films, like, where there's lots of gore, mm-hmm. um, lots of nudity. Um, a lots loose... of political statements yeah. being hidden subtext of horror films, specifically zombie films. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is just not one of them. This, this <laughs> de- definitely just seems like another... On the heaping pile of infection or zombie movies from this era that you can... There's so many of these types of movies that are so much better. There's so much of these types of movies from around this era that rank amongst my favorite films that you don't really need to see Nightmare City, honestly. Now, are there other films from this era that you think should be remade? And that you maybe get it like a Kickstarter camp going and maybe get it like 170% funded as of the 1st of May. <laughs> you know what I'll say about that? Um, but for those of you who don't know, who don't follow horror news, uh, this film is getting remade. Uh, Tom Savini is uh, directing it and he is going to handle the special effects. And there was the Kickstarter campaign. And Lou Ferrigno is going to be in it. Is that how you say his name? The Hulk? L- Lou Ferrigno? Yeah, the yeah. Hulk. So this... Kickstarter campaign funded itself quite readily. Oh my gosh! And yeah. people were. Here's what I'll say about the Kickstarter and and about first of all, it's people's money. They can do whatever the fuck they want with it. Second of all, I see more reason to remake this than I see with some other horror film franchises that have been remade. Like for example, like would you need to remake? Did you really need to remake Halloween? Wasn't that movie good enough already? Oh yeah, no, I but, I, could, but, I could spit out a huge list. Exactly, of, we've we've yeah. we've all encountered movies where you're like, okay, you remade. This. I don't care that it was remade. I not really do, I. do not give like, a fuck. Like, like, but, no, I'm not one of those people that sits there on their high horse and screams about things that have been remade. It, yeah. it's it's a fact of Hollywood, and it's been happening since fucking movies started being. But you take created. these really weird little. Oh my god, hangnails of a film like Nightmare City, or in my case, I want to do Don't Look in the Basement really bad because it was just, it was, it was shit. It was a really good story, though, unlike Nightmare City. Mm-hmm. Um, that deserves a remake if you're going to pick up film randomly to remake. I, you know, because I could look at this and I'd be like, let's get there. Because, you know what? There's scenes in this movie where I can see a good movie. There's a version of every movie that exists. That there's a there's a there's a good movie in there somewhere, even the shittiest movie. You're like someone went into this. N- nobody goes into this being like I can't wait till this sucks. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone goes. I don't know, man. You know what? I think people do. I really fucking do. Yeah. Well, yeah. They want it to suck. So they have something to fucking cry about, and so they can all just get together and fucking bitch and moan about it together. And... But even the people making it, mm, probably yeah. Okay. Give other people fucking shit to bitch about. Um, but, but I mean, you have a point. I just think that, like, looking at this, I'm like, you know, if they had some money, if they got better writers, one better writer, 
um, if they got some better actors and maybe Tom Savini's special effects, why not? Like why like this like this certainly could use another pass more than like Poltergeist or something like that. You know what I mean? Like this is like the thing that gets me though is it's such a loose concept. Why even remake "quote unquote" Nightmare you, City? You are right about that, but and and like people are just like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to fucking give me please, Tom Savini. I've been waiting my whole life. Remake this. Yeah. Take my money." But I get. It. But you know what? That just goes to show you. And and I say this all the time. Every fucking movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like and 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 it's that idea to me was something that I was taught uh, when writing certain characters, especially being in like a media that, for example, like comic books where you typically don't own characters. Mm-hmm. You you ride on a little while with characters and then you jump off and then someone else does that. And so when you're treating those characters, like for example, if you're doing in a storyline where one of these characters that you don't technically own needs to die. Well, you have to be really careful because you may think nobody cares about this character, that this character only has like a couple of appearances and no one's made a book with this person in like 20 years. Somebody loves that fucking character. Somebody has a tattoo of them, has a poster of them, has an action figure. Somebody has something. Somebody like has gone to, even if there's no merchandise whatsoever, someone has fucking paid someone to make them a plushie or something like that. Somebody loves this character. Or sewed it themselves. Or they s- sleep with it. It's like a pillow. Yeah. So, so yeah. like, so in the same sense, like that, so every, every character is someone's favorite character. Every film can be someone's favorite film. Like even a bit, like something where I'm looking at this, I'm like, Oh my God, what the fuck? What is this? Yeah, looking briefly at the mortuary thread devoted to Nightmare City, there's definitely fans, for sure. Yeah, for and, sure. and sure, maybe they like... And lo- looking at the way that the Kickstarter perks went... It speaks for itself, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and, you know, maybe people like it ironically, uh, which would make sense to me, but not really because I don't like anything ironically. I and either, distress me deeply. <laughs> I either genuinely like something or I genuinely don't. Yeah. But anyways... um. I just think that yeah yeah all right fine remake it it's it's not it's not any more ridiculous to me to remake this than it is to remake anything else and in fact in a lot of ways it makes more sense because I'm like yeah this could use another pass but you're right in the sense that like it's not like this had such a strong concept it's just some scientist was working on was an expert in the field of radiation if you could describe this film in you know three sentences. I'm sure that you could stump people into thinking it's 20 different movies. Yeah. It's not unique. And you could definitely just rewrite it entirely, slap another title on it, and no one would be the wiser. No, absolutely. And that's the thing, like, like you are right. And and, and even the, the original film itself is such a fucking patchwork of ideas mm-hmm. that... Um, it, is it this like hipster underground prestige that they're going for? They're just like, we dug up the absolute shittiest movie ever and we're going to remake it. And you're going to love it. And they're like, yeah, we are, because I never heard of this. So it must be cool. <laughs> well, like, even with like Nightmare City, like it's not even like I hate it, but I don't feel... Whereas there's, there's movies in existence that I would say, spend your time more wisely and watch those. There's movies that I would much rather someone see than this. This is like, you know... Uh, meme that's in the media right now to just stab her in the tits. <laughs> that's really what I'd like to see, and I hope that they don't take that out of the Tom Savini remake. Stab her right in the tits. 
<laughs> and on that note, I'm Wes Knight. And I'm Typical Lydia. And you've been listening to Dead Air. <laughs>